Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name's Madison, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Faith Friday, where we unpack the Bible in the way that is easy and digestible. So this episode, we are going to be talking about the book of Luke, but before we get into it, let's talk about something I've been struggling with, which is caring about what people think. And one thing about me is I care way too much about what people think. So let me back up. I had not shared in my AA group that I quit my job and was going on this like adventure, if you will. And I don't know why. I I think thought that people in AA would care like what I was up to or think like I was reckless for quitting my job without having like a surefire plan. I don't know. Either way, so I'm in my head about sharing that I quit my job and I'm kind of going on like this new venture. And then last week at AA, this girl shares that she kind of up and quit her job and doesn't really have a plan, but she knows like it was the right thing to do. And guess what? Nothing happened. This girl literally just shared this and I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had the confidence to share that I was doing the same thing. So yesterday I did it. I was at AA and I was like, Hey, so PSA, I quit my job because, you know, wasn't fulfilled by it. And now I'm on this new journey. And guess what happened? Nothing. A couple people at the end of the meeting asked what my book was titled that I was writing. Like that was literally it. And I think sometimes we're so afraid to share things with people who at the end of the day would support us because we're not sure what people would think if we're doing something that's not like cookie cutter or something that's outside the box. So if you are struggling with worrying about what people think or thinking that people care about what you're up to, and that's like another thing, like we're so worried about what people think and like PSA, they're not thinking about us. They're literally caught up in their own world and they're not at all worried about anything that you're up to or that you're doing. Everybody's just living in their own little bubble. So stop worrying about what people think about you because guess what? They're probably not thinking about you. So that is just a little life update of just having the confidence to share and just be honest and open and vulnerable and just live your truth regardless of what people are going to think. Because remember, they probably don't care. So let's get into it. uh, The book of Luke. So uh, the book of Luke starts with the birth of John the Baptist being foretold. And I talked about this in another episode, but I was really, I didn't realize that John the Baptist was born before Jesus. I don't know why I just didn't. So it opens basically talking about how this man, Zachariah, is going to have John the Baptist. And so that is really how it opens. It's kind of this prophecy of John the Baptist being born. And then it goes into the birth of Jesus being foretold and Mary 
you know, being visited by the angel Gabriel. And one thing that I think is really cool about Luke is there's this angel Gabriel that appears both to Mary when the birth of Jesus is foretold and to Zachariah when the birth of John the Baptist is foretold. And I love this because it's literally just like this little angel Gabriel just be bopping around telling people some prophecies about their life to come. And I think that's so cool and fun. And then it goes into the birth of John the Baptist. And then from there, it goes into the birth of Jesus. And one thing that I think is interesting is how little the first 30 years of Jesus's life are talked about. So it basically talks about how Jesus is born. Then the next thing that it talks about is when Jesus is 12 years old. So literally, we don't hear about what he's up to from zero to 12. Then at age 12, he resurfaces, and him and his parents had gone to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover, and so his parents left, and this is like so old school culture, but his parents assumed he was in the group of the travelers, and they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they didn't find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And then as it goes on to say, his parents were astonished and his mother said, why why did you treat us like this? Your father and I have been searching for you and in great anxiety. And he said, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And this is, I think, just such a funny story for so many reasons. One, because... In 2023, there's so many helicopter parents. Nobody would have gone a day's journey before they realized that their kid was missing. (laughs) But I love how they're just like bebopping around and then they're like, oh my gosh, Jesus is gone. And they have to go back and find him. And he is just listening to the word of God. And I think that that's such a profound story for so many reasons, but it shows really that Jesus was always focused on just learning more about the word of God, worshiping God. And that was always like his number one priority. So then it goes into Jesus being baptized, and it says when Jesus was baptized, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in a bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, and with you I am well pleased. And so literally that is the first like three chapters of Luke is literally it talks about Jesus being born, him getting lost in this Passover and then him being baptized. And then it talks about how he was 30 years old when his work began. And one thing about me is I'm very impatient. And so I love this story just because it shows basically like Jesus was born to do this thing, but here he is just kind of be bopping around until 30. And then at age 30, he finally starts to come into his calling. And I think that's just great perspective that sometimes it takes a while to come into your calling or sometimes you have things on your heart that you feel like you're supposed to be doing, but you have to go through and learn different things and have different experiences before you can get there. And I think this is just such a great example of that. So then it goes into the temptation of Jesus and it says that Satan tempted him for 40 days. And I have no idea how he survived this because one thing about me, I could be tempted for four minutes and I'm like, oh, I should give in. So I think it's just so awesome to see when it talks about Jesus just coming in human form and living like a sin-free life that he was actually able to be tempted by the devil for much longer than any of us have ever been tempted by the devil and still be able to say no and just keep doing the right thing. Then it talks about just all these things Jesus goes about doing, um, healing people with unclean spirits, healing lepers, hearing a 
paralytic person. Um, then it goes into Jesus teaching, Jesus choosing the 12 disciples. And from there, it gets into loving your enemies and judging others. Ooh, two things I have struggled with. One thing about me is I used to be such an angry, resentful person. If you did anything that I thought was you wronging me, I would hate you forever and hold a grudge. And let me tell you, it's not a good way to spend your energy. And so in Luke six twenty seven, it says... Uh, it goes on to talk about how it says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. And that is something that has been so, so hard for me. I've shared before that I learned that if you pray for people that you don't really like, you magically stop hating them eventually. And it's this crazy process. And I love to see that just reinforced in the word that you're supposed to love your enemies, pray for those who hurt you. And then it goes into judging others. And it says, do not judge and you will not be judged. And this is a life lesson for me because I have judged a lot of people for a lot of things. And would you believe I ended up in a lot of situations that were very similar to the things that I was judging those people for at one point? And I think that is the definition of Jesus just showing us like you can never judge people because you don't know what choices they were given whenever they made those decisions, just like you don't know the situations that you're going to end up in and maybe feel like, oh my gosh, how did I end up in this situation? And that's just really a life lesson that you should never judge because you don't want people to judge you. So that is about the first like six, seven chapters of Luke. And then it is going into a bunch of parables. And so Jesus talks in parables a lot of times to basically tell stories that can apply to other situations. And then it goes on to just talk about more amazing things that Jesus is doing. It talks about when he calms the storm. And if you guys aren't familiar with this story, they Jesus and the disciples, they go out on this boat. And while they're sailing, Jesus falls asleep. And there's this huge windstorm, the boat's filled with water, they were in danger, and they went in and woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he rebuked the wind and the raging waves, they ceased and there was calm. And he said to them, where's your faith? They were amazed and said to one another, when then, who is this that he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him? And that was Luke 28, 22 to 25. And I love that story because I think so often we're in our little lives and things are going wrong and we're like, hello, God, why aren't you intervening? And he's like, I have a plan. Can you just chill for a sec? And literally (laughs) I'm trying to learn to chill for a sec because I have never been a just let life happen kind of person. And I'm really working on being more of that sort of person. And I love this because it just says like, no matter what we're going through, Jesus is there. He's going to help us. And we really never have to worry, even though we always do. So then it goes on to talk about the mission of the 12. And this I think is so cool because I didn't realize this, but the 12 disciples that Jesus chose. So it says in Luke 9, 1, then Jesus called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic, whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. Wherever they do not welcome you as you are leaving that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. And I think that's so cool because Jesus is literally like, hey, I'm going to give you these like supernatural, like God strengths and powers to go out and 
help people. And literally all you have to do is go out and help people. You don't have to worry about anything, where things are going to come from. Just go out and just help people. And I think that's awesome. And there's a lot of prophecies in the book of Luke. And so by prophecies, I mean somebody is foretelling something that later happens in the Bible. So there is this with Jesus's death being, his death and resurrection is being foretold. And Jesus actually tells people like that he's going to have to undergo suffering, be rejected by the elders, killed, and then on the third day be raised. And then obviously later it goes on to, you know, that that happens, which is awesome. And so, but before all that can happen, Jesus goes and he heals a boy with a demon. There's a lot, I didn't realize this, but there's a lot in the Bible about Jesus going out and like casting demons out of people, which I think is just so fascinating. Then it goes into Jesus again foretelling his death. And then really it goes into just some new parables. And this parable I love, which is in Luke 10. 29 and 30. And it says, it's the story of the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so it's the story where there is a man who fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And how often do we see people that are less fortunate than us, and we want to pretend like they don't even exist, or we want to pretend like that homeless person on the road, they're not looking at us, because I don't know why we do that, but we have this habit of just making you know, other people less human or wanting to avoid things that make us uncomfortable. And I think this is such a great example of just helping people who can do nothing in return for you and just learning that no matter what people are going through, it's always a good thing to help people. So then it goes in to talk about true blessedness. And so it says, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And I truly believe like since I have turned my life and my will over to God, I truly feel like I have been immeasurably blessed. Like my life has changed so much for the better. I have so much less anxiety and depression and just addiction and all these different things where God's really just been able to bless me and to change my life. So uh, then it goes on to talk about Jesus denouncing Pharisees and lawyers. And so he's talking about, uh, now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness, you fools. Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give for alms those things that are within and see everything will be clean for you. And so to me, this means like we're so focused on looking good on the outside that we forget to care about what's inside. And for so long, I was that person that I wanted to look put together on the outside. I wanted people to think that I had it together. And in the inside, I didn't. And uh, I think so often we just want to put on this like, facade for people. And most of the time, the people that we're putting on the facade for would actually just love if we were just honest and we just told them what was going on and we just relied on other people. But instead we kind of put on this facade and don't want to be honest about, you know, maybe what's going on inside of us and just want to look put together on the outside. And so I think this is so, so important because it's just such a good reminder that we're so focused on looking put together that we forget the inside is what keeps us sane and loved. So I'm actually going to stop there and we'll pick up on the rest of the book of Luke on next 
Friday's Faith Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please share with a friend if you know somebody who's looking to expand their faith, learn more about the Bible, and wants it in kind of like an easily digestible format with some life examples. And if you guys have anything that you want to hear about on the podcast or Faith Friday, feel free to DM me. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you loved this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.